can. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Yes. No. Like what were you staying in the tent? Oh, yeah. yeah. And where were you? Not far. It's just a uh, place called Canoe Meadows. Christ! All those things just happened at one time. Wow. Just yeah, it's funny when Lonnie wants my to do there. five things at the same time and you're just kind of like, whoa! One thing at a time, please. <laughs> Every hole did something. Episode 14. 14. Of Talk Bots. Talk Bots. Bots that talk. This week's episode, I'm Carl. I'm Adam. Uh, we're talking about uh, restaurants, because, you know, two fat guys. What else are you going to talk about, right? Food, where you get it, when you don't have to make it yourself. Yeah, we're not, talking ultimate... about, we're not talking about running, ever. Nope. Nope. Oh, had you lift all those weights, Carl? Nope. Well, you know, unless you consider the two grocery bags I bought in from the car. Yeah, <laughs> filled with Oreos. <laughs> Oh, but, you know, I tried to come up with, because uh, you uh, admonished me last time for not coming up with a good um, title for the episode. So, the good, the bad, and the delicious. Well, that's all right. Yeah, that'll do. I don't have anything better, so, yeah, that's good. I like that. So, what we wanted to talk about this week is um, restaurant experiences. What makes a, What makes a good restaurant? What makes... Uh, what what's our go-to thing that we sort of judge a restaurant in terms of our food choice or whatever and uh, and then you know we'll talk about experiences good and bad so uh, all you restauranteurs pay attention yeah we're only gonna say this once man because boy do we know what we're talking about like seriously wow and saving all my critiques for this podcast right here. I've learned something over the last two weeks yep. of us preparing for this podcast. Mm -hmm. Is that I'm not really very picky. Like about? I like about my restaurant experiences. Really? Like I like to complain about mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I like to complain about stuff mm -hmm. a lot, but not so much that it sticks with me. I'm not just not that picky. It's weird. Okay. I thought I would be. I thought I would be, like, like I got an experience that's that's poor, um, but it wasn't a long list of them. Right. Yeah. It's it was it surprised me. I thought I would be like, well, then there was this place, and then there was this time, and it wasn't. But well, the thing, and I don't know if I'm picky either, but we'll know by the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, if people who were trying to make restaurant the restaurant experience better said carl what's good or bad about just restaurants in general i would go so far as to say well i don't give a shit what the restaurant looks like inside i mean you know i'm not talking about whether it's filthy or clean. No, 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 no. I'm no, talking about the like decor. Yeah, the, the aesthetics of the place. Like, one, I was just talking to Darlene about this uh, before you you arrived because I wanted to see if anything she remembered uh, tweaked something that I wanted to talk about. And, well, yeah, it kind of did because 
one of our favorite places to go to when we lived in Kingston, Ontario, was this hole-in-the-wall, family-owned joint right downtown called Morrison's. What we really liked about this place is it was quick, efficient, the food was good, it was always the same, you never had a bad experience, you always had the same experience. Mm -hmm. Um, the fries were amazing. They made the best club sandwich I've ever had anywhere, bar none. It had, you know, divey 1950s style diner furniture, diner aesthetic with the sit-up counter with mm -hmm. the stools and, and booths with I mean, jukebox things on the, mounted on the wall. But they weren't, it wasn't like that because they were trying to be no. vintage they were vintage. Okay. How much did a club sandwich cost? Oh, God. Now you're putting me on no, the spot. But I'm but not. I, so this would be like the 80s well, or 90s, really. But I'm not. My point is is that your club sandwich cost six bucks, eight bucks. Right. right? Yeah. But if you ridiculous. went to a restaurant and bought a $90 steak mm -hmm. and it looked like a divey place, you might be a little different. Mm -hmm. You might have a different opinion. Like, the aesthetic maybe, becomes maybe. a little more yeah. important. Yeah. I, I absolutely believe that's true. Because but, I don't care. Like, I'll eat at fucking Denny's. But okay, let's, but let's talk about steak. Because steak is often a good um, indicator of a... Well, maybe not a good indicator of a restaurant. But a, you can have a bad steak in a high-end restaurant. You can have a really good steak in a low-end restaurant. Okay, yeah. Uh, case in point, Nick's Steakhouse, mm -hmm. Crowchild. Mm -hmm. Been around forever. Mm -hmm. Divey insides. They haven't, you know, uh, they haven't upgraded they the look since the 70s. Lights. Yeah. 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 Uh, orange lights and orange painted Window. glass tops of their windows. Yeah, dude. If you're going to go to a, an actual steakhouse, like Caesars in Calgary, you're going to get a bona fide high quality steak but the reason it costs a hundred dollars is because you're getting meat that's been aged it's a perfect cut it's been cooked perfectly it comes with everything you can imagine it's all made perfectly it tastes great the service is superb you know towel over the arm serving even water if that's all you're drinking kind of deal salad tossed and dressed at your table you know what i mean it's like it's like a it's like a broadway show mm -hmm. of a meal mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. whereas if you go to you go to nick's you would expect to get the same kind of eh, mediocre or not so great steak that you'd get at a chain like no lawsuits please this is just an observation uh, a Joey Tomatoes or an Earl's or a Kelsey's or a whatever. And unfortunately, they try to pass off a steak that isn't a filet or a sirloin as one after having mechanically tenderized a lesser cut. So I really do pay more attention to the quality of the food than the aesthetic. And it even goes as far as the the whole... 
you know, a lot of modern chain restaurants, especially like to sell the restaurant as an experience. You look at like a, you look at like a TV ad for the keg and they spend more time focusing on the people at the table laughing and joking and smiling and looking like they're having a fantastic time with the server than the food itself. The food is secondary. And it's like that with most other chains too. It starts right at the door when you walk in and you're greeted by, you know, girls who, when they finally do show you to your table, they're like, so how's your day been? And all I want to do is say, well, you know, it's all right. It's, you know, if you don't count that my wife just divorced me or, you know what I mean? Like you really want to throw them to the wolves because just don't talk to me. Just take me to my table mm -hmm. and and give me the goddamn menu so that I can figure out what I'm going to eat. Right. Don't don't make small talk, right. you know, because, you know, the sincerity level is so low as to be laughable. Yep. Yeah, so, I'm with you. But, but that's what they're all about. They're trying to sell an experience, and I'd rather you just focused on the food. I don't know. But that's me. No, I, I, I'm with you, but there's also the... It's not just reserved to uh, chains. Individual... No, not always. I, like, I don't think at all. Okay. Before we had the kiddo and before we moved, we, we went out to restaurants very frequently. Right. And um, stayed away from chains because we were... At that time, just a couple of dinks. We just had lots of money, and we could just fucking spend stupid money. Go wherever. Money yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we wouldn't go to chains, and we'd go to higher or high-end uh, steak places. And it's the same thing. It was the same thing, is that they're making it an experience. It's not just about the food. Now, the, the difference between... The experience seems a little more genuine, though. Yeah, a maybe. A little more. Maybe. A little more. I guess my the point... The point that I'm trying to make is that it's the restaurant isn't just about the food. It's, it is about the experience. And the decor and the aesthetic plays a significant part in it. So if we go back to what we were talking about, if you were to buy a... Like, you don't go to Nick's and spend $90 on your steak. You, no. Like, you don't, right? No. You spend 60 which is still... or. This is all before inflation exploded, so God knows what it is now. But it's actually less than sixty, surprisingly. Okay, so less but than sixty. Not much less. Less than sixty. Yeah. And even if it was the greatest steak in the world, which it is not, the decor of that place is going to modify how that steak tastes. I firmly believe it. Firmly believe it. Okay. It's the same notion as that experiment with expensive wine, where if you tell somebody this bottle of wine is very expensive, it's fucking gonna delicious. Love it. Yes, yes. But if it's just fucking balsamic vinegar and right. you tell them that, it's going to be garbage. Right. So the aesthetic of the place is important because you go and if it looks like a nice restaurant and you're treated nicely and um, the decor is dark and it's quiet and you have a nice booth that's secluded and like you do in a nice restaurant, the food does taste better. Okay. Even if it's the same shit. Even, it all came, comes off the same Cisco truck. Okay. It may or may not. So, I don't know, so then maybe, so then, and, and, you know, now that I think about it, 
I may have been wrong about that, but I guess then to modify my statement, I don't mind it when the experience adds to the or the ambiance and the treatment and the other things besides the food add to the experience. Mm-hmm. When, when it bugs me is when they're trying too hard. Oh, sure. Yeah, everybody, yeah, if you could, if you can smell bullshit, it, it takes away from the experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disingenuous, disingenuous behavior like that is just, it's gross. I think, I wonder if what you were meaning to say is that you don't care if the place has nice decor, it's not important to you. But if it has nice decor, you can appreciate that it could add value to the experience. And it depends on why I'm looking for the experience in the first place. Yeah, if I'm just hungry yeah, I want a goddamn and I want a good sandwich. meal, yeah, who gives a fuck? whether it's a steak or something lesser, mm-hmm. a Nix will do just fine on a Tuesday night. Right. But if it's our anniversary or my birthday, then yeah. It's it's a it's a what's the occasion? Mm-hmm. Well, I want the occasion to be a little bit uh, higher end right. than my Tuesday night steak at Nick's right. or my Wednesday night club sandwich at Morrison's. So yeah, you know there are times when the the experience does matter a little bit more or a lot more. The food if the food ends up being horrible or the service affects the experience in a horrible way then i'm gonna be right i'm gonna have a, a negative agreed no matter how much money you spent on the decor right and the people now you're going in a different direction now True. and i we we're, we have to go that direction yeah but and we will I I was going to say is that I think that regardless of the restaurant, the aesthetic always plays a part in it, it being important to you or not. Like Morrison's is is vintage on purpose or not, regardless, that adds to that experience. You go to Denny's and it's full of kids and there's fucking goths sitting at the table (laughs) drinking coffee all day, right? Like that adds to the experience. That makes your pancake taste like that, right? So every restaurant's ambiance is important. Yeah, I don't think it's ever not important. Like McDonald's. The ambiance in McDonald's is important. It's the same in every restaurant. Like, they do that on purpose because of that point. Mm -hmm. They're all the fucking same. Mm -hmm. Like, mandated. Have to be. Have to be the same. Yeah, okay. So did you have more to say on that? Nope. Okay. Nope. No, I'm happy to go with the nuclear bomb that destroys it all, which would be bad service right and and we will get to that but the first thing oh, okay. i would like to talk about is when you are gauging a restaurant you've never been to before what's your go-to dish entree appetizer whatever to kind of get a feel for so again well it depends on do. am i just hungry yep or am i looking for a new restaurant that's an experience fair enough right yeah and um Chicken wings is, it was one that I usually go to. Yeah. Um, nachos is always an important one that, to try at like a pub or just, if they do nachos well, mm-hmm. the rest of their food is probably pretty good because you can, nachos is hard work. Yeah. 
And if they put in effort, then they put in effort. Okay, so expand on that if you would. What makes a good chicken wing? Um, usually the sauces, um, the size of the chicken wings. Yep. Um, so you like them to be meaty? Generally, yeah. Loaded with sauce? Yeah, just... Yeah? Yeah, pretty gross. Yeah. And baked enough that it's the sauce is starting to caramelize and darken on the outside? Yeah. 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 And I do prefer them baked, but that's so rare. That's so rare to get a baked chicken wing. Wow. They're all deep fried and... Ed's used to. Right. For what it's worth. Used to. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of places used to do a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. We loved going there for wings. Yeah. Oh my God, they were so good. And I just looked like a six-year-old kid who just did not care. No, you just covered in fucking teriyaki <laughs> sauce or whatever Everywhere. the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are usually my two go-tos to understand a restaurant. And nachos? What makes a good nacho platter? Oh my God, what doesn't? Um, good distribution of chips. Yeah. Uh, layers of the ingredients on all of the chips, yes. not just on top of the mountain. Yes. Um, it baked all the way through, so everything is melted. Yep. Sour Guacamole cream. or no? I, I don't. No, me neither. No, I don't bother. I don't put meat on it. I don't put guacamole. It's just... Do you find they never give enough sour cream? Oh, yeah, never. Yeah. Never. Like, seriously, yeah. people? Actually, yeah, there are, like... Nachos in Vegas are different. Nachos well, in, Vegas in Vegas will give different. you enough sour cream. They give you a carton of sour cream. Here, eat that. Yeah. Oh, that you didn't eat all your sour cream? What the fuck? Oh, you eating in Vegas is a is an experience. Period. Oh my like, god. Seriously. Yeah, it's unreal. They've got burger places that would make other burger places just embarrassingly like run away. Yeah, man. It's yeah, it's an incredible place. <laughs> it's the fucking pinnacle of hedonism. It is. Yeah, so that's just a regular restaurant. Right. So, but a, a fancy restaurant, quote unquote, mm-hmm. is always a steak. Right. I think that's probably pretty standard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That are ribs. Yeah. But usually a steak because yeah. ribs piss me off because they can really easily not be good. Mm-hmm. And then, but I don't find it to be a good judge of the restaurant. A steak, I do. Yeah. Do I have to send it back because it's undercooked or overcooked? Yeah, no kidding. And on that note, because I don't want to forget it, one of the best experiences that I've ever had in the steak realm was, interestingly, Salt Lick downtown. When they were still fairly new mm-hmm. and they hadn't gotten kind of uh, spoiled by their popularity a little bit, we went in, Darlene and I, and we ordered a couple of steak dinners and we ordered very specific doneness of steak and our steaks were brought out and our server um, looked at the steak and said, I'm going to sit here while you cut into that so that I can make sure that, because this is not at all looking like what you asked for. And so we both cut into our steaks and she said, yeah, that's no." She goes, I'm sorry, I'm taking this back. This is not what you guys asked for. And I was just like, wow, that was a first. Right. And I mean, I was a little bit disappointed because I was really hungry at that point. But I was so glad that they proactively made sure 
that it was done correctly and it wasn't and they fixed it. Right. And then they threw in dessert because it was wrong. Like, no questions asked. Right. No whining, no, hey, what's it? You know, Mm -hmm. they just did it. That particular experience for steak stood stands out in my mind. My go-to food is, or was, because uh, I, I just don't eat it as much as I used to anymore, is French onion soup. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I found that there were restaurants that just mailed it in. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So easy to mail it in. Like broth Absolutely. that... Is consomme. Yeah, basically. Mm. Nothing to it. No beefiness to it. Uh, onions that barely uh, taste like they were in the broth for more than five minutes. Uh, no effort whatsoever. Uh, and then, you know, other places are the exact opposite. In fact, the best French onion soup that I ever had, and it was not like any other, uh, it wasn't a traditional French onion soup, was at the old house in... Um, Courtney on Vancouver Island. I don't even think it exists anymore. It was right down by the water, I think. And it was an older place. Um, Like really old. I think it was built inside of an old mill or something. And I ordered the French onion soup because that's what I was in the mood for. And I thought, oh, because everyone's going, oh, this place is so goddamn good. And I was like, oh, we'll see how good it is. And French onion soup, please. And they brought it out and I tasted it. And it was just like, what is this? Because it was really more like a... It was almost like they were trying to turn it into a quasi-beef vegetable soup. It had just little tiny, ever so subtle uh, touches of like carrot and other things that just made it that much more dense. Mm-hmm. But it was still French onion soup. Yeah, I've heard of that before where they leave some of the mirepoix in when they're making the broth. Yeah. And, and, and it was just so good. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so good. Yeah. It was unmatched Wonderful. to this day. That's cool. Unmatched. That happened to Jana and I on our honeymoon in Tofino at, the, at a restaurant called, I don't remember, it's Wolf something. And it's a wonderful restaurant and everyone talks about how great it is Mm. and we went in there and um we ordered the appetizer which was uh hickory wrapped hickory basically it was hickory sticks like a curly fry Mm. made as a hickory stick wrapped around um oysters Mm. deep fried oysters Mm. is that right jana i think so we just couldn't we, we couldn't shut up it was so unbelievable. It was just so unexpected. Mm-hmm. It was. I think that's probably what most of the experiences are that are so wonderful. Yeah, is that they're, they're just so unexpected. unexpected. Like you're going in to order French onion soup. Yeah. So I'm going to get French onion soup. It'll be good or it'll be bad. Right. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Like there goes my skirt. Right. Whoop. Yep. Yeah, and it was the same thing with this. It's like oysters. We're on the coast. Right. We're going to order order oysters. Yeah. They're going to be oysters. Right. What the fuck yeah, is this? what is this? Wow. And then we went back a year later or whatever and ordered it again and just as wonderful. Mm. Yeah. So Kinda it's like the that. surprise. Yeah. Now, I guess a burger mm. is my go-to now. Sure. 
because I loves me a great burger, mm -hmm. and uh, I like to see if a restaurant will surprise me and you know actually make a a good one for me. Right. Like yeah. uh, a lot of people are gonna are gonna like throw things at whatever they're listening to this podcast in a second. Oh boy. I'm going to get something to pick up. Because, believe it or not, the the restaurant that surprised me the most about their burger, mm -hmm. not only how good it was, but how it's always that good every time I've ever had it, mm -hmm. the keg. Oh, interesting. The keg burger is ground chuck, and it's just right. great. Oh, yeah. It's great. Mm -hmm. It's big enough. It's meaty enough. But it's not so loaded with toppings that it's going to be sliding, you know, uh, unmanageable in your hand and, and just a total disaster by the time you get to the last few bites, which really surprised me because, you know, I know the keg is the keg. It's not Caesars or, you know, modern burger or whatever, which... To this day, I can't understand why I haven't tried one of those yet, because <laughs> I hear that they're pretty incredible. The best hamburger I ever had was in Las Vegas at a place called the Burger Bar. Yes. Been there. Yeah. Yep. And I ordered my burger, mm -hmm. medium. Yep. Because you can. Yeah. And it is all ground chuck there. Mm-hmm. And it, I like my hamburger to where you need to wear a bib. I like so much shit on Juicy. it. Juicy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like... And dripping. I like a fried egg on it. Oh, uh, not me. Oh, my God. I know people so are into that, but I'm not one of those good. people. And, yeah, it changed... That hamburger changed my life. That hamburger changed my life. They are superb. Incredible. Burger bar. Yeah. They are superb. I took a bite, and I was just like... It was like that angel music that you thought... Mm -hmm. That's what happened to me. It was wild. And interestingly enough, the my second favorite hamburger, uh, which I think is not so much because of how good the hamburger is, but also because of how amazingly perfect the fries that go with the hamburger are. Mm -hmm. It's not even a restaurant. It's Rocky's Burger Bus. I real have you ever been? Oh man, no. the Crossroads Market. You gotta try it. I I think you might actually call me and say, "Whoa, dude!" Oh, check it out. And they make uh, you know how people uh, who make fries, the ones that know how to do it, they blanch first and then yep. let them sit for a few hours and then finish the job just before. And they're just that perfect combination of doneness, softness. It's like but, mashed potatoes on the inside yeah, of something crunchy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's my go-to. I like the burger. I like Burger Inn on Fourth Street. Never been. Holy fuck! It's Never been. One, it's just it's a hole in the wall. Yeah. Just a tiny place, and I migrated to it after Willie's closed. Right. Willie's was yeah my favorite. Okay. On McLeod Trail. Yeah. Just down from Cemetery Hill. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I started to go to Burger Inn, and I lived on Seventeenth in two different places for a while. And even when Jay and I lived way down on 15th Street, we would we would go all the way to 4th for, for a hamburger. They were they are still so good. 
and I haven't gone back since we moved back, and uh, that's what we're doing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coincidentally, yeah, we're going. Yeah. yeah, no, just I've just thought about that, so we'll wow. be going to Burger Inn. Now, Burger Inn also <laughs> offers burgers not made of of beef. Right? Yeah, man, like ostrich, bison, and ostrich, and all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, it's a re- it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. It's a fun place. Yeah. And I can take my gluten-free buns, and they'll make it for me. They don't have gluten-free buns, mm-hmm. but they'll do it for you. If you give them to them, they're like, yeah, all right. Oh, bring yeah. your own bun. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Gee, that's unusual. And maybe they did it for me because I, like, I, I got to be this size because of Burger Inn. Like I fuck we I went hey, all the time. I was like, oh, yeah, like fucking Norman cheers. Uh, yeah, no, it was so he's like, Yeah, 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 just bring it in. But anyway, their lettuce wrap is also great because they give you a knife and a fork and right. they just fucking have at her. And it was right. like, even that was delicious. Right. Yeah. When I decided to adhere to the celiac diet, burgers took a, a bit of a step down mm-hmm. for me. Because the bun is it's One a, of the most important yeah, parts. Yeah, yeah. And gluten-free buns are always fucking terrible. Always. It's like styrofoam. So um, it just it really takes away from the experience because a really good hamburger has a bun that's like a, it's like a fucking slice of cake. Yeah. It's just white bread. Yep. That's full of sugar. Yep. It's just worse for you than everything else on that hamburger. Mm-hmm. But if it keeps together under. All that mayonnaise and ketchup and mustard, mm-hmm. then, um, then it's wonderful. Yeah. So great experiences, and not necessarily like one-off situations. Although, feel free to talk about those too. Just like specific sets of attributes in a restaurant experience that make it a great one for you. So one of them would be the surprise, like I said, yeah. uh, that made that one meal item so fantastic. Mm-hmm. You decided to take a risk on something new, mm-hmm. and it was surprising. So there's that. But And what does a restaurant have to do to achieve that surprise? What's the common denominator? Me. It's all me. Okay. I have to be... Because I'm, I think like most people... You stick to what you know, especially mm-hmm. to a restaurant you go to frequently or semi-frequently. Mm-hmm. I know this is good. I have, I'm here to spend money. I don't want to risk it. I want to, like, that's going to be good. So I'm right. going to get it. Right. But if you step out of yourself a little bit and you try something new, sometimes you're surprised and sometimes, well, you're or always just, surprised. Right. Sometimes yeah, one way or the other. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes not so much. <laughs> but the, I think... The best restaurant experience I ever had was not that long ago. There was a lot of things that built up to it, which made it, and because it, it wasn't the restaurant, it was just everything. Everything. Yeah. So when we moved to Victoria, and like I said, before we moved to Victoria, we were going to restaurants all the time, and we were eating rib steaks the size of your head, mm. right? Like, um, and it was just incredible. So we moved to Victoria, and you couldn't find a steak that was any good for the life of you. Like, wow. you just, you couldn't do it. They had steak, they had steak restaurants, but they weren't very good. Mm. And 
I decided after one, admittedly, after one try at a restaurant that I'm like, I'm not going to spend any more money on steak until we go back to Calgary for a visit. Right. Or whatever. Because I'm just going to be disappointed I'm every just, time. Right. And it's a lot of money, and I'm just going to be like, Meh. Right. So we came back for visits, and I never went. We never went. We never went. And anyway, we moved back, and I'm just craving one because I've romanticized the whole idea right. of how great they are, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And we get back, and I'm like, here we go. We're going to go. And then COVID happened. Mm. So now we're locked in and not going to restaurants. And for a long time, not even doing takeout. Like, just hard lockdown. After two years of just not being able to go to a restaurant, Mm -hmm. my wife and I decided to go out I don't remember if it was our anniversary or not. I think it might have just been a date night. And she's like, we should go for a steak. And I'm like, yes, that's why I married you. Yes, let's do that. Let's splurge and just make it happen. But we still had to be reasonable, so we ended up going to the keg. Keg is the kind of place where you can get a steak, and it's good every time. Because mm-hmm. they're okay to take it back if they fucked it up. Mm-hmm. And they don't give you any grief. And it's mm-hmm. and it's always pretty good. Mm-hmm. And we we went in there, and it was busy, and everybody was wearing masks, and the big plastic sheets up in between the booths. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it was a fucking hospital. Mm-hmm. And which <laughs> affected the aesthetic. And yeah, like you're totally. already just a little like, oh... You're even kind of, I don't know about you, feeling a little bit guilty about being out in the Absolutely. Village. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't be here. Yeah. So, anyway, I ordered my steak, my ribeye steak, and it came, and I took one bite, and it is, to this day, the best piece of food I ever put in my mouth. Nice. I will never forget how that felt. I, I can't remember how it tasted. Like, mm-hmm. I can say that I remember how it tasted. But I remember the emotional response mm-hmm. to f- six years of anticipation of mm-hmm. a steak, not being able to go outside for two and a half years, and finally getting to satisfy this thing that I've wanted for a really long time, and being able to go to a restaurant. Like, it was wild. So, with that experience, what... Of it could have been facilitated by the restaurant. Absolutely nothing. My point of the story is is that the restaurant can only do so much. Do so much. Right. It's on you a lot of the time. You go into a place crabby, your food's gonna be shitty. Yeah. Or it's gonna be mediocre. Yeah. And but if you, know, you are stoked, you're stoked to eat. You can still be let down. But if you have fucking opened your mind and you're just like, I'm here and I'm having a good time and you're not like, this better be good food because now, now you're crabby again. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I'm, yeah. just mm-hmm. Then um, you could probably be pleasantly surprised, I think. What I'm about to say about my best experience, which isn't a single experience anymore, it's a continual experience because it's always good and it's always just a little bit different in terms of what happens while we're there. But there's just a level of superiority of service and food. And then the the little touches of experience 
kind of, you know, are the icing on the cake kind of thing. And for me, it's uh, a restaurant in Bragg Creek called, they used to be called the Bavarian Inn. Mm-hmm. And now they're called the Bav Tav. <laughs> Cute. Uh, yeah. Because it's the Bavarian Inn restaurant on the one side of the house. And on the other side, they opened up a little sort of a tavern kind of an atmosphere where you can also eat, but it's beside the bar with all the pull, you know, the pulls for the the German um, uh, beer that they sell and other beers that they, uh, drafts that they sell. The reason we like it there so much uh, is because like a traditional uh, European and especially German restaurant, Everything they bring to your table has been made from scratch in the kitchen. There is nothing, like we joke, falling off the back of a Cisco truck and ending up in a skillet or in the oven, uh, ending up on your plate. Everything, you can hear them pounding the, the schnitzel before they, you know, coat it and throw it in the frying pan. The pan-fried potatoes are out of this world. The spatula, which is like German noodles... Uh, are amazing. The vegetables are always fantastic. Um, the food is always hot. That doesn't sit in the kitchen long enough to start getting cold. Uh, the service is top notch. And then just to kind of like throw, you know, that much more uh, of a nice experience onto it all, you can, if there's something you've had there before or you know they know how to make because of what kind of a kitchen they are that you want, if they have the ingredients, they'll make it. And if they don't have the ingredients, they'll say, next time, if you're in the mood for that, just call us the day before and tell us that's what you want and we'll make sure we've got what's necessary to make it. Crazy. Which is like, what? And, and then uh, the guy who used to cook most of the food, and he actually uh, comes to your table and talks to you about your experience. And, hey, it's been a while since I've seen you, and I see you've got the schnitzel again. You know, next time you come, you should try, if it's still on the menu, the bison uh, uh, tenderloin, because it's like out of this world. Everything about it. It's just, you know, all the pockets are, are filled with fantasticness. What always blows my mind is when you finally get the bill, you expect when a dinner for two at a chain is coming now upwards of 50 plus dollars for two people, here it's like 65 for real food made from scratch and love and passion and consistency and just you know flavor that's out of this world and that's yeah that's that's the home run for me cool yeah i don't know what a restaurant can do to other than consistency consistency is incredibly important Mm -hmm. even bad service can be um dealt with if the food is still good like it was the last time. Yeah. I think that's about all you can really do, is make sure that the food is still good. I'm always thrilled when the server remembers what I ordered last time. 
Sure. Even if I haven't been there in months. And goes, oh, you have it in the... Yeah. Or, no, not this time. <laughs> and then they go, oh, you know, we're having an adventure? What are we having this time? Mm -hmm. Right? The one I appreciate is when they tell you, no, don't order that. Yeah. Don't order yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wife and I were at yeah. Canadian Brew House. We right. got a date. We got a couple hours alone. We went for a meal there. Uh, no, I wanted something that wasn't fancy, mm -hmm. is what it was. Yeah. And I went, and uh, they have quite a good um, gluten-free menu. Mm. And anyway, I saw it, and I was like, holy shit, gluten-free fish and chips. I got to, like, yeah, let's, let's do that. And she just looked at me. She's like, oh, no, you will not be having those. I'm like, what? <laughs> and like, she's like, they're terrible. What they do here is, and she explained to me what they do uh, and why it's not good. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? Awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. there goes your tip. Woo! Oh, yeah. Through the roof. Oh. Yeah. How about bad? What are some standout bad experiences? All the bad experiences, not all the bad. That's not right. The ones that stand out are ones that never happen in the city. They always happen on road trips. When you're going through <laughs> a smaller town, they're always... And I don't know why it is. I was trying to think about that today. Is it just because you're used to living in a city with a million people and there's a culture to the restaurants here and you've become accustomed to whatever kind of service and then you go to a place like fucking Salmon Arm mm -hmm. and... They live on another goddamn planet from right. a local culture perspective. Right. right. And you have these expectations and they can't meet them. Right. Because they, they, they never fucking have. can't. Right. They never right. have. You go in and you order food and you expect them to be like, yeah, no problem. But you go into Salmon Arm and you order food and they're like, oh, we don't have that. We're out of that. Right. And oh, we're out of that too. And we're out of that. And you're like, what the fuck? What is wrong with you people? Then you get up and you go to another restaurant because you wanted spaghetti really bad. And the fucking same thing happens at another restaurant. <laughs> and you're just, your tits get right in a knot. So, yeah. And I don't know if that's what it is. I don't know if it's become you become accustomed to it or because <laughs> they're just shit. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. You know, it's interesting because it's now dawning on me that the good aspects, the good experiences are always a balance of the food and the experience, exper you know, experience sure. and the and the emotional resonance of the experience. Okay. You know, the anticipation of wanting a steak and finally getting it and, oh my God, mm -hmm. this is like the best steak I've ever had. The bad experiences are almost always related to the food. Like, you're never going to say, oh, the worst restaurant experience I ever had is when the server just wouldn't stop talking to me. You know what I mean? It's, no, it's usually going to be the food was cold. You would say it. You would tell that story for that day. You're right. Right. It wouldn't be one that we would talk about here. Yeah. Unless they were so bad, it was fucking comical. Mm -hmm. But I hear you. You're absolutely right. Like, one of the things that drives me nuts is, like, I'm, I'm a stickler and Darlene will laugh if she ever listens to this or if she's over listening into us now uh 
I'm a stickler for if the food was meant to be hot, it better be hot when I get it, or close to it. Hot food should not be served at my table cold or lukewarm, because that's just gross. I find it gross. Okay. I don't understand when restaurants, when you ask them for some kind of, you know, when they ask you, is there anything else I can get for you? Yeah, how about some steak sauce? We don't have that. Then why are you selling steak? Or, or were, uh, the, the funniest example of that was when the girl said, oh, you mean like peppercorn sauce? I'm like, no, steak sauce in a bottle. Oh, we don't have that. Okay. Or, you know, they'll sell like a fried matzah stick or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, can, then can we get a side of sour cream? We don't have sour cream. Like, you're out? No, no. We never carry it. Weird. Anyway. No matter what, when the experience didn't meet our expectations and the food wasn't that great or there was something wrong with the order, I absolutely hate it when you get the dance of the manager getting down in a crouch next to your table. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, just stop. I'm going to level with you. And, and, and it's one of the reasons Darlene won't complain about her food, because she doesn't want the manager to waltz over and get down in a crouch and go... So, I understand there was a problem with the steak. Like, it, oh yeah, it's just, it's annoying. And, you know, we'll, we'll suffer through that little game, through that little play, that little theater that they do. If they're not going to play the uh, old car salesman trick of, so what would you like us to do? Uh, serve good food. That's what we'd like you to do. And maybe we'll come again and give you another chance to, to actually do that. Um, but since you didn't, how about you suggest what you're going to do instead of putting that on us? If you're going to play that game and play that theater, um, at least apologize and then say, you know, uh, how, about we, um, how about we offer you a free dessert on the house and if the answer to that is, well, you know, we kind of not really hungry anymore, the, the mood has kind of been killed, then okay, fine, then we're going to give you a, a, you know, a coupon or whatever to, to splurge on dessert the next time you're here, or the next time you're here, uh, something is on us. Or, or how about we just, my favorite response is, we're not going to charge you for that food. That's my go-to. Yeah. What do you suggest we do? Comment. Not charge us. Comment. Yes. Yeah. It did not meet was, our expectations. No, therefore, was, why should we pay for it? Give us a reason to want to come back, mm -hmm. even though we had a bad experience. Make it seem like there's a glimmer of hope that that was a one-off situation. Right. Yeah. Don't give us a reason to go, well, screw you. And not only screw you, but as soon as I get home, I'm getting on the internet and I'm going to Yelp you, I'm going to Google review you, I'm going to fucking TripAdvisor you, like you anything that... that you do that? Oh, fuck yeah. Huh. And and on the good, too. On the good. So I don't just go online and review a place just when they're bad. I also give them uh, outstanding reviews. 
when the never food is good. It. I've never done it because I want them to. I, I want them to be rewarded for, for a, a, a surprise, right? A good experience, hmm. but I also want them to be not rewarded for the bad surprise. Right. Hmm. A recent bad experience that I had was, and. Don't tell me I should have expected it because I know that I should have. Hmm. But was it Phil's? On, oh yeah, on Sixteenth Avenue. We which go there are, a lot. Which apparently is the bad Phil's to go to. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I I oh. absolutely agree. And it was just the food was bad, the service was bad, hmm. um, the waitress. Like I was there with uh, my daughter, hmm. and she and. Yeah, I'm biased, but she's cute as a button. Mm -hmm. Everybody smiled at her. The waitress just wouldn't. I was just like, this is fucking weird. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, it was just kind of odd. And, you know, <laughs> we went, and it, was a, it wasn't a, like a normal time to go to, to eat food. It was right. like the in-between times of meals, like yeah. eating, eating food at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, like, who the fuck does that? Right. We did after preschool. Right. But anyway, right. And it wasn't like a huge deal, but that was probably one of the worst food experiences I've had in a long time. Was just it was so bad. I ate it and I didn't complain because yeah, I, I don't need the song and dance. And then it was super expensive. Yeah, yeah. And for but, you know, for what it's worth, Phil the Phil's on Sixteenth Avenue is the one we always go to because it's like right there up the hill mm -hmm. from where we live. And the issue that I have with it is that it's not consistent. Sometimes it's been pretty good, and sometimes it's been good, and sometimes it's been meh. Or you know, you ask for you know a, a specific doneness of egg, and it's not that. Yeah, my, my worst experience with them has to do with consistency, uh, both of food and of service, because you're right, sometimes it's friendly and, and fun, and other times it's like, I'm, I'm, sorry, I, uh, I'm sorry I was an imposition to you for, you know, making sure that we got what we wanted on time. What's your opinion about all you can eat? Uh, well, now... It, when I was younger, I thought it was amazing mm -hmm. because I was ready for all you could eat. Buffets were like, oh, right? Vegas, mm -hmm. uh, certain certain buffets here. Now they don't have as much of an attraction to me because I, I never eat as much as I could ever. In fact, there's a there's a Chinese buffet that I'll go to in Airdrie for lunch just as a treat, I have like a plate. It's kind of loaded, but not like, you know, I've never, you know, eaten in five years loaded, like some people do. Mm -hmm. Bring back a five pound plate of food back to their table. It's a, it's a reasonable plate full of food. And then I go back for maybe a bowl of wonton soup at the end of it to just sort of clean the palate. And then I'm done. And then I go up to pay and they're like, finished already? Like, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> like you know, that because the other <laughs> because yeah, exactly because the other people that are there, they're going back for seconds, they're going back for thirds, they're going to the ice cream thing, and, you know, filling a bowl of ice cream and maybe a bowl of Jello and maybe a cookie and maybe a, asking for another Coke, and it's like holy shit, man! Like 
did you not eat this week? So yeah, uh, buffets for me, aside from the freedom to be able to pick That's exactly it. what items I want and not the things I don't want, uh, I find that I pay way too much because I just don't eat my share of yeah. the food. I like them. I like them because of that. And the Vegas ones are obviously the the, the upper end. Yes, right, exactly. Yeah. And you pay a huge amount of money to go, yes. but and then you, you can walk from one end to the other, and it takes you ten minutes. Yeah. To travel that entire distance. Oh yeah. You don't repeat food, and you're like. And you get to pick, and that is enjoyable. That experience in itself is enjoyable. There's one as close as you can get to that here in Calgary. There is? Grey Eagle Casino. Is there really? Oh, yeah. You should try it. Maybe we're not going it's to Burger not, tomorrow. <laughs> it's not Vegas right. caliber. No. But it's close. It's close. Hmm. Well, you, you tell me I if you ever go. get a chance to go. I will go. I you will go. Get a chance to go. We 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 found out about it for breakfast. For breakfast. Yeah. For late breakfast, and uh, I was like, "Holy shit! This is actually a pretty good spread." Too bad I'm not fucking starving from two weeks of you know not eating. Right. Because I just can't take advantage of what I would need to put in myself for this kind of money. Right. But lots of choice, and the food was pretty decent, and. Uh, yeah, I felt that it was a good value uh, for all of the things that they had on offer. Uh, there are some buffets in this city that are just like, really? You, you really think that was worth 50 bucks? The Carriage House Inn used to be great. Used to be. Not as good anymore. Yeah. And unfortunately, I never discovered, the, discovered them until post-COVID. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were... I've been going there for years Years and years and yeah. years. And it was incredible. We wanted to, but we just never got around to going to it. Yeah, it's a long haul, too. It's a long way. There was one breakfast buffet that we swore by, and then they closed, and we were so upset. It was a little Italian sports bar right on Elbow Drive between Glenmore and Heritage. And it was in, there's like a, a strip mall plaza. Mm -hmm. And this was like an off building closer to the street in the parking lot. And I can't remember, the castle, the castle, the castle restaurant. They had a buffet, breakfast buffet every Saturday and Sunday morning. And oh my God, they were so goddamn good. And what I liked about them the most, which is like, people would go, really? That was the, that's the hill you're going to die on, eh? <coughs> I love sausages with my breakfast, but I can't stand the fact that in the doneness scale, from raw to burnt, I prefer them closer to burnt. And this place had them. And it wasn't like you had to pick through the, the stainless steel serving thing to get to the burnt ones. They were all that way. I don't know how they did it. Maybe they deep fried them or something. But they were all well done, not, not a raw one in the bunch, hot. The food was always hot, even though it was on a buffet line. And no, they didn't have like 50 items to choose from. But what they did have was always great. Great and hot. 
And hey. they closed. Yeah. And it, oh God, it sucked so bad. Because we would go there two, three times a month. Wow. It was that good. And reasonable. Like 15 bucks. Yeah, that's crazy. It was insane. That's crazy. I like going to... And I get and I get grief for this. Mm-hmm. I enjoy uh, powdered scrambled eggs. Oh, yeah, no, not not me. I, M- mind you, I have to say that's what the castle made. Mm-hmm. But for some, I don't know how they did it because they were actually good. That's what I'm saying. Is they but, can be good, but but uh, they're never good. Yeah, anywhere but, else. But I but here I they found were. They were. Here they were. I enjoy them. I like the sponginess of them. I like that they're just these fucking gelatinous blobs. <laughs> it's so good. They're so good. I love them. Uh, and you can only get them at buffets. Yes. You can't go that and order true. scrambled eggs and oh well, here's some scrambled eggs. What about the what about the omelet bar? Do you ever go to do you Fuck, like the omelet? Yes, I yeah, do. Like every yes. time. Yes. If they have one, I'm mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they don't have an on the bar, I'm not going to that restaurant. Got it. Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah. And some some weird dude who does small talk as he cuts roast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or a ham. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know of... Like, I'm out of practice of restaurants in this city. Mm-hmm. But I would love to find a New breakfast buffet, buffet place. place. Yeah. Mm. And I don't... Yeah, I just... I have no idea they tried a buffet they used to have a buffet every sunday at nick's mm. and apparently it used to be pretty good sure. pretty good and then they stopped with covid so you know they finally got the hint i guess and they decided to have a, a breakfast buffet for father's day so as soon as we found out about it we booked it and we went and they obviously forgot how to do breakfast buffet because unfortunately the the uh, the tr- you know the 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 food containers the silver buffet food containers only had one heater thing under them so the food was not hot and I've already told you what I think about that uh, and the other thing was you couldn't help yourself they served you how much food they wanted you to have because they were trying not to run out of stuff fast because that's the big challenge at a buffet is keeping the food stocked. And um, because they were out of practice, they didn't know how to do that. So to avoid that from happening, they rationed how much you got. And Darlene was not cool with that at all. But I was superbly disappointed when I got back to the table and the food was cold. Like, you know, it's gonna it's it's gotta be hot even once you bring it back to your table. So yeah, we were we were really uh disappointed and, and I got home and I did what I always do. And fortunately mm-hmm. they were right on it mm-hmm. and said, Oh, whoa, don't give up on us. Great. And I'm like, no, no, I made it very clear. Dinner is always great, but the buffet was a failure, and here's why. And he was like, well, like, just give me your address, and we'll and we'll fix this. And he sent me a gift certificate for a hundred dollars. Well, that's nice. 
Like, holy shit. That's how you do it. Yeah, that's nice. That's how you do it. So, of course, we were back like the next weekend having right. a steak dinner on them. But um, I can't imagine and, there's going to be. And hopefully they learn from that. So Hopefully. But I can't imagine with the cost of food now that there's going to be too many buffets. No, I would exactly. think that they, that shit would dry up pretty quick. And that's probably why Carriage House isn't as... Because uh, they're super expensive and it's not great. Right. So... Best buffet I ever had was for holiday weekends, like Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, Thompson's Restaurant at the Hyatt downtown, used to put on an amazing buffet. Amazing. Because they they took buffet to the next level. They didn't just put on a varied amount of food and make sure that it was hot. It was gourmet food. So you had, like, a charcuterie table. (laughs) Right. A table of charcuterie. You know? A table of cakes and pies and cookies mm-hmm. and tarts. Right. Uh, you know, and then, you know, instead of just, you know, buttery carrots and, and, uh, and uh, you know, c- c- corn, it was like roasted Brussels sprouts with bacon. Right. And, you know... Garlic and infu- garlic and Parmesan infused mashed potatoes and uh, spicy turnips and you know it was all great food plus the carve ham or turkey or roast beef your choice homemade stuffing that was like what what did I just eat there mm-hmm. what is in this because it's like fantastic um, and we went. Every frickin' time they had a buffet, even though, you know, you walked out of that place $150 poorer, it was worth it. Right. Because you had everything you could possibly want, not anything you didn't want. Right. As much of it as you could fit into your stomach and still walk out of the place. And it was all great food. And now they don't do it anymore. COVID changed everything. Oh, yeah. COVID changed everything in the restaurant experience. Menus got cut in half. Service got Service deplorable. Service got deplorable <laughs> for a while. Anyway, it's getting a little bit better now. The food quality went down. But it's picking up. It's picking up. But now, you know, we're just not... Um, because we've got all these choices now, we're just... Uh, we're not being as loyal to places. If they um, If they mess up, it's like, okay, well... Sorry, you had your chance. Who would like to who would like to prove to us that they deserve our hard-earned money next? Because that's the problem now. The days of being able to get a, a dinner for two for thirty bucks are over. Long over. Yep. Yeah, it's it's sixty bucks anyway, if yeah. not more. Yeah. Yeah. So it better be good, man. It better be really it good. It better be good. Yeah, that's it's hard for restaurants because because of the cost of food is so high mm-hmm. that, and rightfully so, we're more picky as consumers. Yes, because you put up with a bunch of bullshit if you're getting an eight dollar fucking sandwich. Right, exactly. But now that sandwich is fifteen dollars. Right, you can go fuck yourself if this is bad. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we're and which makes it really hard for restaurants because they have to their margins tr- are already yeah, super yeah, thin. Yeah, totally. So they're having yeah, I feel totally. really bad. We ordered Chinese food uh, last week and from the only Chinese food place that I can order from and that's mm. Dragon Gate just down the street. Yeah. By the Park, ice cream yeah. shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they have gluten-free. Oh. Like a lot. I haven't heard from there for ages. Man, it's so good. So we ordered food, and my sister and her husband were at our our place. So we ordered a hefty order. Mm. And um, it was the owner that picked up the phone, who took my order, and um, all all that jazz. And the the owner delivered the food. Wow. And talked to my wife for quite some time, thanked her for the business. Really? Talked about how his vegetables have gone up 100%. Mm-hmm. And just, like, very appreciative. Hmm. I was like, this is crazy. So I was like, well, I know we're getting food, like, all the time now. Even if I don't want Chinese food, let's order from there. Because I've been going there for years because mm-hmm. it's the only place I can get Chinese food like I said so yeah it's 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 uh, it's a tough time from this place my go-to is uh, salt and pepper squid mm. shrimp egg foo young mm. their lemon chicken is really good yeah yeah because it's not one thing like you're yeah. gonna order from you're gonna order Chinese food and you're gonna spend more money than you should yeah and you're gonna have food for four days yeah and you're always gonna be hungry so <laughs> the 80s just called they want yeah, their joke back that's right that's right um i miss again i probably say it so much on this podcast about how i before when i ignored my celiac disease mm-hmm. it was always ginger beef mm. yeah. because you had to do it they, right. it was invented here right you better do it and it was fucking incredible yeah I love ginger beef. What's your go-to then? At Chinese food? Mm. Well, you know, again, uh, I got a thing for honey garlic ribs. So I'll pick through the knuckles as best as I can and try to eat the ones that are less knuckly and leave the the mostly knuckly ones in the container. I really love barbecue pork fried rice. I actually like barbecue pork. You know, the sliced barbecue pork? I really like it a lot. Yeah, those are my go-tos. Pizza is another thing that I use as a as a gauge. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, for sure. We found a couple of mom and pop pizza places here. Gus's, which is Gus's, is fucking awesome. Yeah. We have an incredible gluten-free pizza. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, so Gus's is one of our go-tos. But then we discovered a place in San Diego that made every other pizza place we had ever been to look like amateur hour. There's an Italian place that started out in Little Italy in San Diego called Filippi's Pizza Grotto. <laughs> uh, and, and, then they, and then they franchised, like they, they expanded and opened up locations all over San Diego County. And there just happens to be one around the corner from the place that we stay at, at Pacific Beach. 
And you even, you walk in and you think, oh my God, I've made a mistake. Because there's like Chianti bottles still oh, in their yeah. wicker baskets awesome. hanging from the ceiling. Awesome. With init- you know, signed by the people who drank them. And you're sitting down at checkerboard tablecloths in chairs that look like they were made in 1940, wooden chairs. And it's dark and dingy, but the smell wafting out of the kitchen, you, you realize, oh my God, is this it? Is this it? And it is. The pizza comes out and it's just bubbling with cheese and you can't even eat it. It's so hot. You've got to actually let it sit for five minutes before you can put a piece in your mouth. But it's not burnt. And once you get past the cheese and whatever other topping you've got on it, they've got real homemade tomato sauce sitting on that dough. And it's just so fucking good. We grew up eating pizza uh, on Fridays. We would get pizza Mm. and then we would watch a movie together. And we would try different places. And there was, uh, it's still there, but it was, it's a different owner now. But on 17th, just uh, where Manning used to be, Ernest Manning used to be. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it's a place called Spiro's. Right. And it was mind-blowing. It was so good. Anyway, we just try different places like that, and obviously, Greek pizza is obviously the best pizza. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are, mm. but the Greeks can make a pizza. Mm-hmm. And after a while, you you uh, you, you start to uh, gravitate to one, and we gravitated to one place called a Pizza Plus, and it's on Bow Trail and Forty Fifth, and it was always, it was consistent. And it was always really very good. Uh, lots of toppings without asking for the extra. Mm-hmm. It was just always a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was two for one. So it was just, oh, and they wow. treated you well. It wasn't two for one that were chintzy. It was, it was good. When I moved out, I ordered it a few times as well. And then, then there was the last time I ordered it. I ordered it and I took a bite. And something was in my mouth and I pulled it out. And it was a thumbnail. Oh, my God. It was fucking mortifying. Oh, my God. Yeah. A thumbnail that someone had chewed off their thumb. So. Wow. I was done. I guess that ruined it. Oh, yeah. And it makes me so sad. Because it's still there. Right. And I'm like, oh, God damn. I probably wouldn't be able to eat it now anyway. But. Uh, that was wow. Maybe that's my worst food experience. <laughs> that was so fucked because it broke my heart. Yeah, you know, it broke my heart. Yeah, I had a I had an amusing experience once. <laughs> oh my god, I was still single at the time, and I was hanging out with uh, a, a good friend uh, in the military whose name is David Devlin. And his girlfriend and him and I were just, you know, uh, checking out various places around Toronto. And uh, I would go visit him or go uh, tag along with him uh, to go back to his stomping grounds because he knew a lot of good places to go and and have a fun time and have some good food and stuff. And um, they had opened this restaurant a couple of years previous that sounded like uh, a gimmick, but a really interesting gimmick. And it was called Ginsburg and Wong. The idea being, they had you had your Jewish food, 
and you had your Chinese food right. in this under the same roof. Right. Uh, David said, "Hey, let's. We haven't gone to Ginsburg and Wong yet. Let's go check it out." And I'm like, "All right." And what's the deal? And he explained it to me. And we went in, sat down, and um, we're looking at the menu. And we're like, "Hey, you want some drinks? Yeah, let's get some drinks." And we're drinking. We finally order our food. Now we're on our like second round of drinks, and we're waiting for our food. And then the food finally comes. And the next thing you know, David's girlfriend goes, Oh my God! And we're like, what? And she goes, I just saw a goddamn fucking mouse. And we're like, what? Where? And she's like, scurrying across that planter thing over by the wall. And we're like, what? No way. And so we're looking, we're looking, we're looking. We can't see anything. And uh, the, the food is there and we're, we're kind of eating. And she's just like not eating her food. And she's just looking around, and she's looking around, she's looking around, she's looking around, she's like, ah, there it is, there, this is it again. And we, this time we saw it, and it's like, you know, just this fucking mouse, scurrying around the floor. Wow. And the end. we're just like, fucking, oh my God. Now, I wasn't so disgusted by it that I would, that I stopped eating. <laughs> All right. Right? For me, it yeah. was just amusing, especially right. the way she was reacting to it. Sure, yeah. And because it was his girlfriend, he started mirroring her reaction sure. and stopped eating, even though he had kind of like third the way through his meal. She hadn't touched a thing. And I'm like about half done at this point. And we're a little bit, you know, we've had two or three rounds of drinks at this point. Uh, two of them before we even got our food. And I'm just like, so what's the plan? And she's like, well, we need to tell them they got fucking mice running around the place. So I'm realizing now that the meal is now officially over. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you're not going to sell that it's a problem if you keep eating, right? Right. So, uh... We called the server over and, and they said, uh, how, how's the meal? And we're like, uh, well, there's a little bit of a problem. And then he's like, what's that? And they're like, you've got fucking mice, man. And they're running around. And he's like, really? And he, and he finally came clean that, yeah, they've got a bit of a problem. And they've been trying to solve it and they're not 100% successful. And that's when she decides to play the fucking full-on drama card and just like, oh my fucking God, that's it, we're done. And uh, he goes, so like, would you like uh, any of that boxed up? And she's like, hell no. And um, he said like, oh my God, like, I'm sorry, uh, you know, I didn't mean to ruin the experience for you. What would you like us to do? And he, my friend David, wasted no time going, uh, we're not going to be paying for this meal. Thank you very much. And proceeded to get up out of his chair. Mm -hmm. And I'm like holding him down going, well, hang on. We're not free and clear yet. And I'm looking at the server and he's kind of like going. And he goes, just a second. And he takes off and he goes and talks to somebody. He comes back and he goes, all right. He knew he had to do it, but he was really, really upset that we were going to get away with three rounds of drinks 
and up to a half of a meal eaten and on the house. Right. But, you know, it is what it is. So we left the place without paying a dime. No tip. Fuck all. Wow. We walk out. Mm-hmm. We hadn't made it two blocks mm-hmm. and we came across a bus shelter ad. Pig out at Ginsburg and Wong. She went into her purse, took out a red lipstick, crossed out the pig, and wrote mouse in its place. (laughs) (laughs) And that memory has stuck to me with me to this day because it was just like, oh my fucking God. (laughs) That is the most wild restaurant experience I have ever had in my life. And then it had a little comedy thrown in at the end of it to boot. Mouse out at Ginsburg and Wong. I was so sad. My favorite Vietnamese restaurant closed down because of mice. Oh, no. Bummed me out. Grossed me out. Yeah. But bummed me out. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's like, oh, I eat there all the goddamn time. Well, when AHS started publishing all the places that were getting cited, never mind closed. Right. We were like... I'm not reading that list. <laughs> oh, we, we, fuck it. I, I wanted to make sure that none of our favorite places were being cited, and thank God they weren't. It was almost always... For some bizarre reason, Asian places, almost always, there were exceptions, mm-hmm. but Asian restaurants, for some reason, were always doing some kind of, you know, shortcut or whatever, that um, mm. they weren't doing a good job of uh, keeping the pests out. So. Our go-to, like all parents of four-year-olds go-to, is Boston Pizza. Of course. And it is awful. Yeah. Everything about Boston Pizza is bad. And I totally relate because whenever Olivia was with us, that's what she would want because that's where her other relatives would take her. And all she could think about was the dessert that came with the meal. And my wife actually likes their pizza. I don't understand why. Still? Yep. It used to be good. Uh, and um, whenever ago. whenever I find out that that's where we're going and that's it and that's mm-hmm. the end of it I'm like a five year old kid who does not want to go to the place that my parents have selected for me right. and I'm just like sulking and you know I'm going to be a trooper and try something else and let's hope to God that it's at least passable and it never is. No, it's atrocious. It never food. is. It's awful. It is absolutely deplorably disgusting. The only thing that's re- redeeming about it is the cost of the right. kids' meal. Right. That's it. Yep. The cost of everything else, terrible. Yeah. It's very expensive, mm-hmm. except for the kids' meals. So expensive and not good. Not even not good. Bad. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I'm with Fuck you on you, that. Fuck you, Boston Pizza. Yeah. Fuck you. Like, just close already. Yeah, just stop it. Don't even put me through that anymore. Just go away. Oh, I'm sorry, little daughter. There's no more Boston Pizza. Well, I will be going to Grey Eagle Casino. Awesome. And or and Burger or Inn. Burger Inn. Yeah. <clears throat> save, save Grey Eagle Casino for oh, yeah, it'll be a, another time. It'll be a to-do. And I think that's an episode right there. Yep. This was a quality topic that was easy to talk about. (laughs) That says a lot about us. That's right. Jesus. Ask us anything about food and technology. We're there. 
guess we should get back to technology at some point, eh? Yeah. At some point? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a technology podcast. It, it started out that way. Yeah, for, I think, three episodes. Anyways, thanks for listening to episode 14 of Dogbots. 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 Talking like a robot. Next time. Later. Bye. Goodbye. Okay. You, you, you are released. See you. You may go now. Or whatever. Else. Everybody be excited for Clerks 3. There it is. Yeah. I've seen trailers. It looks, uh, it looks like it's going to be pretty cool. It's pretty little. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Like, from, you know, what little...